Hello dear friends, welcome to Spirit Reports of Life After Life. We're meeting every Sunday at the same time discussing the second half of Heaven and Hell, which gives us the gift of spirits reporting back to us of their experience on the other side. Alan Kardec so lovingly put these spirits into different categories from the happy spirits to suicides. And in the last few months, we have been studying the suicide cases. We have learned a tremendous deal about why anyone would commit suicide. And we have learned a tremendous deal for our own selves of how we can transform our lives today and practice more love and acceptance in our lives so as to not be ever tempted to commit suicide and at the same time to be present to those who may be struggling with it so we can learn to recognize the signs early on and be of service. Tonight we're wrapping up the suicide cases we decided to do a summary of what we've learned from those who've come before us and committed suicide. It is a very important subject. Um, we looked up online and the World Health Organization who conducted a study, which is already 10 years ago. And even 10 years ago, there was approximately a million people a year who commit suicide worldwide. That translates into one suicide every 40 seconds. Every 40 seconds, a person is taking their lives. Now we know that suicide rates have vastly increased. So we know that that number is, has only become larger. So it is a very important subject for us to learn, to learn, to be able of service. And so this is why we are recapping everything we've learned about suicides. First question for us tonight. And I actually want to say hello to the community. Hello, Marilda, nice to see you. Welcome, dear friend. Tony, so lovely to have you. There is more, so please do say hello. And let us make this interactive if you like. So first of all, we're gonna to go to the gospel according to spiritism. Now, do we know, do we have a right to take our own lives? I'm sure we know the answer, right? We don't have that right at all. The only one who has a right to take a life is God. And so when we go to the end of the gospel, according to Spiritism, Alan Kardec um, is gifting us with different prayers. And one category of it is suicides. And here he says in the introduction to the prayers of suicide, he's saying the following, human beings never have the right to dispose of their own life. So this is important, we need to take note. For only God can take them from their earthly captivity when deemed appropriate. Nevertheless, the harshness of divine justice may be softened in accordance with the circumstances. 
but it is reserved in all its severity for those who have wished to remove themselves from the trials of life. So, good news, we are living under the law of cause and effect. So if we're planting star thistle seeds, that's a plant we know here on the West Coast in California, it's ghastly and very invasive and very painful if you get caught in a field of star thistles. If we put star thistle seeds into our garden, we will have to live with them. We, the harvest will be pokey. So this is what we're learning here. If we commit suicide, our harvest will be pokey, will be ouchy, will not be very pleasant, and it will be harsh. However, divine providence is at the same time always available as well, and we will learn more about that. Suicides are like prisoners who escape from prison before having served their sentence, and who, when recaptured, are guarded more severely. So life is a school. Some say even life is a prison. And if we break out of our commitments and our duties prematurely, which is something a suicide does, there will be consequences. And we can easily imagine that, right friends? Such is the case with suicides who believe they're escaping their present miseries only to immerse themselves in even greater unhappiness. And this has been the common theme in what we've learned from the suicide spirits, that disappointment, the disappointment that A, they found themselves still alive, and B, that their pain was still with them. Now let us go to chapter five in the gospel, Blessed Are the Afflicted. And there, Alan Kardec has um, also one chapter dedicated, subject chapter dedicated to suicides. While we're not um, reading the whole chapter, but we want to pick out a few things. First of all, he draws a comparison between suicides and insanity. He says, disbelief, simple doubts about the future, i.e. materialistic ideas, are the greatest incitements to suicide. So disbelief, lack of faith in God, simple doubts, and in general, a materialistic outlook on life, not seeing the bigger picture, only thinking that we are the body, that we only have one life, not seeing that we have an immortal soul and life goes on, literally. So those are the greatest incitements to suicide. They cause, guess what they're causing? Moral cowardice, moral cowardice, the lack of courage to have patience and perseverance and to surrendering our will to God's will. That is primarily missing in suicides. Alan Kardec continues to say, the propagation of materialistic ideas is therefore the poison that injects the idea of suicide into a large number of individuals. They are not seeing the bigger picture, the perspective that this too shall pass, to have courage to not only look at our own inner selves, our own inner whatever needs to be transformed still, and that is very hard according to Alan Kardec in the Gospel, the courage to get to know our own selves with all the un, um, 
educated parts is the hardest part to have courage for. But to face the vicissitudes of life is for suicides equally or maybe even more um, painful. With spiritism, however, wherein doubt is no longer allowed, one's outlook on life changes because we're learning about where we're coming from, why we're here and where we're going. Spiritism is the light of discernment. It helps us to put perspective on all the experiences, starting from our thinking, which shapes our life. So then it says, believers know that life goes on indefinitely beyond the grave, although in other conditions, in other conditions, hence the patience and resignation that quite naturally keeps them from any thought of suicide. And hence in some, that leads to moral courage. So moral courage is defined by patience and resignation. What is resignation? We find that definition in the gospel according to spiritism as well. Do you remember? Resignation is the surrender of our hearts. It's opening our hearts and knowing that there is God that our will needs to be aligned with God's will. Whatever we are experiencing is not necessarily what we want. It is, however, what we need. It is the harvest of the seeds that we planted in the past, either in this lifetime or previous existences. So it is important for us today, even if we're not playing or having any suicidal thoughts, which we hope, daily hope, is to have patience and resignation. So now let us go to the summary of heaven and hell. We made a list, we picked out, we went through every single case and made a list of what we learned. And we're now just summarizing it. Let me see, there is more people. There is Eliza, hello. Yeah, we love Alan Kardec, don't we? We're so blessed. Thanks to his diligent work, we have so much information. Our soul is nourished 24-7 every like. And if we tune into Kardec Vedio, which has the same name, we are in bliss because we are learning. We have the opportunity to nourish our souls literally 24-7 with thousands of podcasts and life um, presentations. Right, friends? Thank you. So let's see, Carol, your friend, you are here. Thank you. I saw we're on but so but meaning our online um, app that is wonderful, really wonderful news. And there's Rihanna from South Africa, dear Rihanna. Thank you so much. Um, it is such a blessing to do this book with you. It is so educational. It really is for all of us. And when we started off our program today, we learned that. And this was 10 years ago, every 40 seconds, somebody is taking their lives. It is one of the leading causes of death in the world. And it is only increasing at this point. So we understand why, because of the materialistic outlook, as we just learned, we only see matter in our physical form and the current life in the moment and thinking that the more material goods we have, the better. And if we lose them, we don't have the courage to continue. It makes sense, right, friends? So let us go and recap. Number one, 
We've learned that we have no right to dispose of our lives. We've already heard that. It is actually considered a crime. And we need to fulfill our duties. We need to fulfill our regenerative duties. And this is a term that uh, Emmanuel actually uh, coins in the book Thought in Life when he talks in the chapter of duty. He defines duties as a string of activities in the realm of goodness. A string of activities in the realm of goodness. So we're fulfilling our, our duty by doing the good. So what is then regenerative duty and he helps us with that definition as well regenerative duty is when we have put a star thistle seed into our garden and it is related let's say to our wife or husband we have um, not fulfilled our duty in one lifetime we will have to we will be invited to revisit that relationship maybe in a different configuration but maybe the same and fulfill the duty that we have overlooked and missed in our previous not fulfilled in a previous incarnation and those regenerative duties are often painful for us so it is important to be conscious of that so that in our current lifetimes, we can embrace those challenges and those challenging people, knowing that there is a reason why they're in our lives. And hopefully we have the courage and patience to fulfill in this lifetime our regenerative duty with those who cross our paths or who we are affiliated with, either in family or children or co-workers, spouses. It, it doesn't matter what relationship it may be. So we are called to fulfill our duties. And as a suicide, we did not fulfill our duties because we ended our lives prematurely. Consequently, we will get a boatload of regenerative duties in the next incarnations. Let us see. Number two is... Um... Suicides are morally delinquent spirits. And these are all quotes from the chapters. So these are not created by, by me. So suicides are morally de delinquent spirits. Why would they be morally de delinquent? Well, because they did not fulfill their duties. They were not aware of the fact that to surrender to God's will is one of the highest aspirations in our lives they were not educated as to what God's laws mean, what they are, and that we are here to fulfill them. Consequently, when suicides on the other side in the spirit life experience their re-education in the beautiful hospital, Mary of Nazareth Hospital, they will undergo, among other things, a moral therapy where they will be educated as to what divine laws are and that how we need to fulfill them and how to best fulfill them to also look at their own selves and what crimes they have committed as a result of suicide it is a long-term education in the realm of morality that they will have to undergo and of course we do too every single day hopefully right Hopefully we will do it. We will dedicate. We are dedicated to that. So then they failed to fulfill their reincarnatory plan. 
and their regenerative duties. We're clear on that. Then we have, um, let's see, what is the next one? Disappointment, huge disappointment. Once they have excarnated, they are realizing, oh gosh, I'm still alive. I am actually immortal. And it takes them a while to have it really sink in. But consequently, they are extremely disappointed because, of course, if you wanted to end all the pain and you were under the illusion that that would happen by taking your physical body, you will be disappointed. Then, as a result of that, they're suffering more. They're realizing that they actually added to their list of um, their list of painful experiences. They actually realized that they increased their load of undoing past wrongs. Their debt has increased. And that causes them incredible amount of pain. A lot of them have no interruption in, their, in, in, the, in the pain that they're experiencing because day and night are not existent to the degree as it is here on earth. In other words, there is no necessarily a respite like a night where we can check out and stop our pain. For those of you who've been in physical pain before, the night is often a wonderful way to take a break from the agony. Even, even emotional pain, when we fall asleep, we have a break. Now imagine, there is no day or night. There is no such thing as the luxury of having being able to sleep. This is what the spirits told us uh, when we studied this case. Next on, suicide spirit remain connected to their bodies until the time this life was, their lives were supposed to be over. Now that is in some cases, so we have to imagine there are main three, three main parts in us that we consist of. We are the soul and surrounded, soul surrounded by the Paris spirit and the Paris spirit is linked molecule by molecule to the physical body. Now, upon excarnation, the physical body dies, falls off, but our perispirit and soul travel from lifetime to lifetime. Between the perispirit and the physical body is a bond, a it's almost like an umbilical cord that connects us to the physical body during our incarnation period during our lifetimes and as we just said our spirit spirit on top of it is connected molecule by molecule to the physical body now if there is a violent death like a suicide those connecting pieces they may not have they will not have been dissolved yet so the the, the feeling you we're still attached to the physical body and feeling the pain of the physical body and watching it rot, um, having it see de decompose. These are all symptoms that su these suicides have reported back to us, experiences that cause them incredible amount of pain. So now we learned that the suicide spirits remain connected to their bodies for as long as they would have under normal circumstances lived most of them. There's always exceptions, of course, but this is what we're reporting back from, from the cases we've studied. And that's what we learned there. And so 
imagine you're taking it we're taking our lives at the age of 18 and we were supposed to be 85 that's a long time feeling still connected to our physical bodies hard to believe right so then furthermore we learned that suicides are like outcasts in the spirit world because their vibrations cause disharmony that actually we learned in memoirs of a suicide the vibrations that suicide causes in the spirit can be very disruptive to other spirits so in the spirit world they will be kept separate from other spirits in order to get re-educated and sometimes even um, in isolation uh, camps because of their vibratory disharmonies then we learned that um, suicides display incredible amount of anguish anxious restlessness melancholy unhappiness beyond human comprehension and I'm hoping we are invited tonight to open our hearts and minds to the immense suffering that suicide spirits undergo on the other side. We're inviting you to join Dr. Vanessa Anceloni's study group, which is happening right now nightly at 8 p.m. She's studying with us, for us, with us, um, the book Memoirs of a Suicide, chapter by chapter. And hopefully we're also reading it on our own because that book goes into greater details, even much more than Heaven and Hell, like the, the chapter of suicides um, that Alan Carter has gifted us with. It is an incredible study. Furthermore, suicides are treated appropriately due to divine providence. In other words, there is always rescue, there's always help though. Nothing is static, law of progress, will always propel us forward and suicides as well so as long as the spirit is open to learning and ingesting so to speak the re-education the moral therapy there is always divine mercy ready to support in the hospital of Mary of Nazareth incredible amount of help always available that is such a gift. I mean, I feel like we should inhale into this concept, the love, the incredible amount of love that comes from on high that Mary of Nazareth has dedicated herself to helping the most pained spirits that exist, which are suicide spirits. It is incredible. Divine mercy is incredible. Dear friends, let me see who is saying yes, every Maybe can listen through the app as well. Yeah, everyone can listen. Thank you, dear Carol. Lisa Tallis, we shall pray for suicides worth always. That is so important, Carol. Thank you for reminding us. Why is it so particularly important to pray for suicides? Well, because suicides are the forgotten children, right? They're kept in isolation. We often don't want to associate ourselves with it because we have our own limitations and fears maybe. How many people will pray for suicides? Their families might not have forgiven them for leaving them behind. Other people may have their judgments about them, 
right? So it is likely that suicide spirits, suicide spirits do not receive many prayers. And we have learned how important, how vital, how helpful prayer is for everyone, of course, but also for suffering suicide spirits. It is extremely important. So let us remember to include them always in our prayers as of today. Right, friends? So let us see, let us continue here. Um, let's see. So all suicides have to return to the physical body and that is the expiation, all of them. And um, they need to repeat their reincarnatory plan. So wherever they have left off, and this is something we're learning from, um, from the book Memoirs of a Suicide, so first of all, the first reincarnation is, generally speaking, the completion of the life that was severed. And then the next lifetime, the next step of expiation will take place. So suicides will have to go back into their physical, into an incarnation as part of their expiation. And then they will need to repeat the incarnation, as we just said. So they will need to finish off where they have left it off. And then in the following incarnation, very often, then similar challenges will be, they will face similar challenges. And of course, the temptation to take their lives again. A couple of weeks ago, we had a spirit who took their lives three or four times. Yes. So, um, sp um, suicide spirits will experience similar challenges and hardships in their, in their following incarnations. They will return to their bodies, that, that, to bodies that will be afflictive, that will be re representing their perispiritual wounds. So a lot of um, suicide spirits come back in bodies that will be defective in one form or another. There is one case in the um, book Memoirs of a Suicide where the spirit had done something wrong with the hands and so he will be coming back in a body without hands or not functioning hands. Um, so that is very likely, of course every case is different, but on the whole that's the message we're receiving from the spirits on high, that suicides often have physical, mental challenges in their new incarnations. We're continuing on. We are, let's see, didn't put this in sequence, and that is the challenge. Um, sorry, friends. Their new incarnations will be filled with immense suffering, uninterrupted immense suffering, with opportunities to practice self-sacrifice. So once we are in a body that has challenges, there in itself will be, um, that will be part of the challenge and self-sacrifice. And of course, opportunities always to do the good. Um, let us see. The next one is, here are now the next category is the moral um, lacks, so to speak, 
that suicide spirits have in common. One is lack of courage. Lack of courage. The word courage is linked to the heart. Lack of heart, so to speak. Um, a lot of them are, are cowardly and it's being described as a hydra. Um, what that means is the courage of facing the challenges of life with faith and hope, which leads us to a next thing. Lack of hope is very common in all suicides cases. Again, we can imagine that. If we do not have any hope that things will change or that we have the strength, the courage to go through the challenges that incite us to take our lives, then we won't necessarily stick around, right? So lack of courage, rebellious, a lot of spirits, suicide spirits are very rebellious. Rebellious in the sense of selfish and prideful, not wanting to surrender, not wanting to acknowledge that there is a God, not wanting to um, follow rules. It's all linked to selfishness and pride, thinking we know it better. So we're invited to practice patience and patience, patience and surrender. Selfish and prideful is another one. We said that already. And it's labeled as the deadly garment that apparently all suicides are displaying. And of course, not only suicides, because we know from our own challenges, selfishness and pride is the biggest disease on planet Earth. And we're all suffering from it to certain degrees, right friends? Selfishness and pride, the antidote to charity. Um, lacking humility and resignation is another common phenomena. Lacking humility and resignation. Lacking forgiveness, not being able to forgive. Regret, all of them showed regret, incredible regret for what they've done. Incredible regret for what they've got. Most spirits, as you may remember, were suffering excruciating pain because as they were looking back, they couldn't believe that they had committed suicide out of ignorance. So the regret for having committed that crime against themselves. Lacking willpower. Most of them did not, enough, did not have strong enough a will to continue with their lives. Not enough goodwill to continue on with their lives. Lack of resignation, lack of faith was another one that most of them displayed. Lack of faith in themselves and of course lack in, of faith in God. A lot of them did not even recognize that there was a God. Several cases were atheists and they, out of selfishness and pride, did not really have the ability to recognize that there is, was, is a higher power lack of hope, lack of moral education, um, lack of love for God. So those were the main characteristics of suicides. And for us tonight, we are of course invited to 
practice the opposite. So the opposite would be to have faith always, to resign ourselves to our challenges in our lives, to surrender, to be courageous, courageous to do the nightly review, to get to know ourselves better, of going over the day, every single day, courageously to see where we can improve ourselves, where we must improve ourselves. To educate ourselves always. We're invited again tonight to educate ourselves. And as we know, there are two wings for us to ascend, for us humans to ascend. One is the intellectual knowledge and the other one is our moral, our heart knowledge. It's doing the good. It's educating our hearts of being charitable, always doing the good. Then we are invited to have a strong will, strong goodwill. As Emmanuel in Thought and Life teaches us, is the will is the CEO of a, the company called us. The will is in charge and the will needs to be educated. It needs to be educated to understand the bigger picture. Where are we coming from as spirits and why are we here? What is our purpose? What is the purpose of our incarnation, of reincarnation to perfect ourselves? And where are we going afterwards? And this is why we're studying the different cases to learn of how life after life looks like. We're further invited to have courage and to be humble. Humility is very important to align our world with God's will. So what is the final, what is the remedy? God always gives us the remedy. Our wounds will never go untreated. What is our overall overriding remedy for us tonight and for all the suicide cases, for everyone who is suffering? It is submitting our will to God's will. It is submission to God's laws. And for that, we need to study them. We know that God is in charge and God is good. Third part of the Spirit's book, we have a beautiful display of all of God's laws. Carol Correa is doing the study, beautiful study, every Saturday afternoon. When you're, if you're on the East Coast, I believe it's at 6 p.m., right, Carol? West Coast, for those of you who are on the West Coast, it's 3 p.m. And I'm sorry, I don't know what time it is in South Africa. But Carol is doing the study of the divine laws every single week. And there is so much to learn. And that is part of our duty in this lifetime to educate ourselves about God's laws. So our primary remedy is our submission to God's laws. And out of that, we will realize that patience and resignation is one of the most important moral qualities for us to develop because patience and resignation will give us the moral courage that we need to go through our lives 
to fulfill our incarnatory plan, to fulfill our regenerative duties. We need patience and resignation. We need moral courage. And with that comes hope and faith. Hope and faith. Hope as the divine spark of progress. This too shall pass, as Mother Mary was teaching us is teaching us this too shall pass as long as we have patience we have faith we have hope and we resign we surrender to god's will how often do we wake up in the morning and we make our to-do list and start off with god's to-do list and then we take care of our own to-do list but how would our god's to-do list look like tomorrow morning friends question right that could be our homework so to speak for the week to come to start off every morning with God's to-do list as a practice for us to learn to align ourselves more our own will more with God's will now let us go to um, this beautiful book here oh I'm seeing some comments I'm so sorry guys I'm not so good in following um, Gabriel Inacio friend Thank you so much for joining. Almost all of us usually live thinking either about the past or in the future instead of living and taking advantage of the present. The present is a present, right, Gabriel? The present is a present. It's our present. This is one of the reasons we suffer sometimes. That's absolutely true. Because all we have is this current moment and every thought in the present moment, every thought that comes up is a seed we plant in our garden of immortality. So it is very important to be conscious of the present moment, of every thought, of every word of our every action, every single second of the day. You're absolutely right. Thank you so much for reminding us of, of that, uh, Gabriel. Thank you. And um, yes, Carol, so be it. Thanks for your sharing the good news was so much joy thank you so much oh and rihanna is saying 4 30 p.m it is 4 39 no i'm sure it's 4 30. no is it really well i don't know maybe it was a mistake because i didn't think the world was moving in half hours right <laughs> but close enough i rihanna it's so lovely to have you some of you may know this beautiful book oh, i don't know if you can see it it is a very uplifting book it's happy life Happy Life helping us and helping us so beautifully with the help of Joanna DeAngelis. Joanna DeAngelis, always so happy and uplifting, giving us a beautiful note on patience. Here is what she says. And if you like, you're invited to close your eyes. Patience is a virtue that will help you acquire physical spiritual and social assets. It teaches us how to wait when we cannot have what we want right away. Never become impatient. Patience will help you overcome everything, including the temptation to take our lives, right? She goes so far as to say, patience will help you to overcome everything friends patience it teaches us how to wait when we cannot have what we want right away and 
we look at our children and we see a lot of impatience very often, right friends? I want it now, mommy, and now, and right? my way or the highway. But how often are we like that? Instant gratification, even when it comes to buying things. It's gotta come right now. It's gotta come in two days, expedited shipping, maybe even in 24 hours, right? We're impatient and impatience leads us leads us into trouble and suicide cases taught us that they were lacking patience and that is the ultimate of trouble that lack of patience causes and now let us switch gears and go into hope joanna de angelis has a beautiful little lecture for us on hope spread the hope of better days to come spread the hope of better days to come Never before has the need, <coughs> excuse me friends, never before has the need for the olive branch of hope been as great as it is today. This book was written a while ago, but it's very true, isn't it? Never before has the need for the olive branch of hope been as great as it is today. <coughs> Hope fuels ideals and gives people <coughs> Kiss me friends. <coughs> Hope fuels ideals and gives people the courage to tackle their own self-renewal. Even when everything seems lost. You see, this is exactly what we've been talking about. Hope fuels ideas and gives people the courage, gives them the heart to tackle their own self-renewal, which is really our path in life. Even when everything seems lost. Hope upholds the hero and the saint in their lofty purposes, enshrining it within you. You will never get discouraged. Not will you feel forsaken when the circumstances call for testimony and solitude. Friends, isn't it beautiful? Enshrining hope within us. We're invited tonight to enshrine hope within us so that we will never feel discouraged. And that will be our prayer for those suicide spirits. Let us close our eyes if we can. And let us close with a prayer that we will be dedicating specifically to the spirits who have decided to take their lives. Dear Mother, Father, God, Dear Jesus, dear beloved Mother Mary, you who has dedicated herself to helping those spirits who were lacking the courage to continue on with their life and their redemptive duties. Dear God, we know the fate reserved for those who violate your laws 
by intentionally shortening their days. <coughs> but we also know that your mercy is infinite. Please extend your mercy over the souls that have lacked the courage, the hope and patience to continue their lives in accordance with God's laws. May our prayers tonight soften the bitterness of those suffering for not having had the courage to await the end of their trials. Good spirits, whose mission is to assist unfortunate souls, please take them under your wings, under your watch care. Dear Mother Mary, we are envisioning those souls resting peacefully in the folds of your blue cloak. Inspire them with repentance for their wrongs. And may their assistance be near to give them strength so that they may be better able to resign themselves and bear the new trials that, that will await them to repair their past wrongs. Keep them from evil spirits who may incite them to do evil again. Those spirits that may support the ideas of taking their lives again, please, dear God, keep them at bay. You whose misfortune is the object of our prayers, may our prayer tonight soften your bitterness and awakening you hope for a better future. That future is in your hands. And we ask you to have faith and trust in God and create a shrine of hope in your hearts. We're further extending this prayer to all suffering spirits, both incarnates and discarnates. And with this, we ask for permission to end tonight's study session. And so be it, dear friends. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you, thank you, Gabriel. Thanks a million. Thank you all for being here. And next week, so God willing, we will meet again. And this time, we will start with the first case of repentant spirits. God bless you, dear friends. Have a beautiful week, a very hope-filled new week. Good night.